0: Hi everyone, my name is Tegan Horowitz and welcome to the Tikkun Repairing Ourselves podcast. Today we have a special guest, my husband Elmar, who goes by Eliezer Mordechai. And we're going to be touching on the subject of Israel and Palestine and their collective enlightenment.
1: Thank you, Tegan, for having me on this podcast. It's given me much naches to finally see you release it into the world.
0: I think why I love your story on becoming a Jew was because it really had nothing to do with me. You didn't convert for me. You really converted for the love of spirituality. And I wanted you to touch on that and, and to explain what that was like for you.
1: For sure. I've, I've always been into spirituality. I grew up a Roman Catholic. Um, but all throughout university. I studied different religions from Islam to Buddhism to Shinto to the Mesoamerican religions. And even after that, I got into Rosicrucianism, into Martinism, and later on to Freemasonry, so I kind of feel like a sort of modern-day Yisro who looked around in different faiths and finally found Judaism. So I converted to Orthodox Judaism, and it took three years with the base dean. It was a very long and arduous process, but a a lot of soul-searching and a lot of knowledge and wisdom that I gained throughout it.
0: In the light of what is going on in the Holy Land, what has resonated with you recently?
1: More recently, what has resonated with me is is a Devar Torah by the late Jonathan Sachs, where he speaks of time and space. how those are the two things that dictate you know our material world, and a lot of other nations you know they, they really value space, whereas the Jewish people we, we value time. And he said he argued that we value time more than space. So, the land is important to us, which is the space, but it's it's still secondary to time. And as Jews, we venerate time. You know that's that's why we have four different New Years. Whenever we see suffering, you know it pulls at our heartstrings, and it's very easy to jump to conclusions. Actually, when we see suffering and feel as though that what we're seeing on the med- in the media is a lot of suffering, and on both sides. And I think we're living at a time where we're all trying to understand what's going on, but it's hard to take sides. And I think that's the issue right now, is I think it's an issue of human suffering.
0: I think that's exactly what Hashem shows us, is that we're not trying to be extreme in in any sides. We're, it's really about balance. And even something like this and what's happening in the Middle East, I think, showing a compromise or even to hear each other i think that's really important it's like what do the what do the palestinians want and what do the jews want because i don't think either of us are going to go away no we want to be able to have what we want but what are the compromise what is the balance what is what is hashem trying to teach us here
1: i think hashem is trying to teach us that this new generation our our generation that's coming up our children's generations you know, we're the ones who are going to bring peace.
0: I hope in this generation, in our generation, we're going to apologize. We're going to put out our hand and say we are together.
1: And that's what the battle is, what we talk about, is space. You know, it's caught up with, you know, unfortunately we're caught up as a as a Jewish nation with space as well, with with this land and... And what we have to understand is that this land is sacred. I believe in Mashiach times, we're all going to be able to to daven in, in the Temple Mount and not just Jews, but all, all faiths and all religions, that it's going to be open for everybody and that's just going to be such a holy place to visit where we can connect with, with our divinity, with Hashem.
0: I think we need to concentrate on ourselves. I think we need to see exactly what comes out of our mouth. What do we post? What do we talk like with our friends? How are we with our loved ones? How much respect do we give to the people that we don't know? I think, you know, I was speaking with my friend, Sarah Hava, who's now living in Israel. And she said something that was so beautiful. When, it, when this all started, I remember asking her, like, how are you? She's now living in Sfat, Israel. And I asked, how are you doing? How are you feeling with all this? I know you're in Israel. And she said something so beautiful. And she said that... We need to concentrate on ourselves. We need to concentrate, are we creating peace in our own homes? Are we creating peace within ourselves? Are we creating what we want to see within ourselves? Now that you can see, if people just post whatever they want on social media, it really does go around and it really does have consequences. And so if you're not putting out the peace that you want to see, And there will be no peace. And I just want us to remember that that's that's really important, to to be the peace that we want to see. Because we can talk about how it's going to be nice that, you know, one day in, in future generations and we're the generations that we're going to be able to apologize to each other or to make peace with each other. And we both see that we're both suffering, but we have to do those actions to create it.
1: Definitely, I, b- I believe that. Be the change you wish to be in the universe was a quote by Gandhi, and I believe in that. I think we're hopefully, you know, let go of that lashan hara that we see a lot on on social media. You know, speaking evil about one another. You know, I hope you know we one day understand the importance of of speech. You know, like the Malkuth as we go into Kabbalah is, is, is is the mouth. It's it's the, outside, it's the material world. It's, it's, it's where a lot of the, the garbage comes from, in essence, you can say that, you know. That's why the Jewish people are so unique, I find, is that our leaders were humble leaders, you know, that, I know later on when we had kings, they, they became very haughty, but like our sages, our prophets were very humble individuals. And if we move towards more of that ideal, we'd be better off. I really do believe that these sages were, in essence, enlightened beings. They were, they were adept. The understanding of Hashem and divinity and they held such high standards of themselves you know there's I'm reading Mesilat Yasharim by the Ramchal, which is like the quintessential Musar book and Musar kind of really focuses on your Midos and your Midos is like your your behavioral your personality traits and how to refine them Hasidus really focuses on like kindness and more Kabbalah and more of this this esoteric understanding whereas Musar really focuses on our personality traits how we can alter them anything through davening through through praying through meditation through action you know our sages wrote such long drawn out things on ethics and how to behave ourselves and how to have this understanding of how to act you just hope that other people seek that understanding and we get to that point when we're re- when we're ready for it but um maybe that's how the world works is just definitely, definitely. through providence that that's how you find things that speak to you like i, I I feel like this moment in my life, this kind of knowledge, like the way our sages live, you know, really speaks to me. And, 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 I, and I think that's the beauty of Judaism. It should be more prolific. It should be more out there, a lot of this knowledge.
0: I think there's a lot of, with, with, our, with our personality traits, I don't think we realize how much of it is our base desires and our, our natural way of being. And we don't realize that we have to go and rise above that, that we all are on this base of where we start. And it's so important to change that and not to feel like, okay, well, that's just who I am. And that's, that's what it will be. This is who I am and, and accept me, but to always obviously work on ourselves.
1: You mentioned our natural tendencies in, 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 Mishleh it talks about how our natural tendency sometimes is is, is more of the yetzer hara is is the evil inclination like our our natural inclination is 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 equal to the to the evil inclination it's it's somewhat true but it's, it's just interesting how our our nefesh bechemis our animal soul you know really pervades in our life and we really need to ascend to our nefesh elokis, you know our, our godly soul and that's what's brings us to enlightenment what what brings us to this higher understanding because I think there's an emphasis on the uniqueness of the Jewish people like as you said like Hashem you know he different you know he's he is above everything you know he's beyond our own comprehension you know we can't even fathom anything of Hashem to be honest in a way that's the reason why what makes the Jewish people unique as well the sense that even with circumcision like how we believe that when we enter this world, we need fixing. Yeah, we're born imperfect, and we need altering. We need to evolve. We need to change to be more whole. It to be a, a huge fundamental change. When we talked about, um, I guess, my path in Judaism, and it really, f- like as a convert, for convert in Hebrew is ger, and ger essentially means stranger. It's sort of when you become... A Jew, you become a stranger. Like, like Avram Avinu was called the gare because he was a stranger. He wanted to. He was different. As Jews, we we should strive to think differently. We should strive to think outside of the box. We should strive to find solutions and to find an understanding, find compromise, and finding a way to bring enlightenment. You know, on a, on a worldwide scale. I think that's what's crucial in these times
0: when you're talking about how Agar means stranger and how Abraham was a stranger and how he wasn't like anyone else. We can go back even now today, how so many Jews around the world felt how much anti-Semitism was going on between Israel and Palestine and how I feel like we have to get used to feeling like that. And I don't think we should want To become like anyone else. I think Jews are extremely unique. We have a very unique path. And the Torah says it. And the Torah says it over and over again. How we are to be a light unto the nations. We are here to be who we are. And to be happy with who we are. And not to be like anyone else. But we have with the commandments. The 613 commandments. The reason why we have that. Is so we can be holy. We can be holy and we can be closer to our Shem. And it's not saying be holy so you can be like everyone else. It's to be different. That's the whole goal of all of it. If we did the 613 commandments, you would see how different you would be compared to the nations, compared to the culture that you live in. And we have to be comfortable with being the stranger. We have to be comfortable that we're not going to think the exact same way as other people. And to cherish that and to feel like that is actually a plus. That's a plus on our side. Because there's so much knowledge in Torah and there's so much knowledge that Hashem has given us. That one of the lines in the Torah, Hashem says to the Jewish people, I will bless the people that will bless you and I will curse the people that will curse you. And what he really meant was that do not pay mind to other people. Keep in your lane. Have have blinders on when you go about this world and be connected with me. Don't think about what other people are doing. Don't look at the culture that you're, you're in. Look at what I am saying to you. I am deep within you. I am your intuitive. I'm your instincts. So listen to me. And I have these commandments. I have these, these ways of life, just like the book that Elmar was talking about, the way of the upright and how, we need to elevate ourselves in order to be closer to Hashem so we can listen to Him more, so we can hear Him more. In order for us to be holier, when people bless us, He will bless other people. And if they curse us, if they say anti-Semitic things, it doesn't matter. Like Elmar said, we were strangers. Because
1: I, I really believe is that the, all religions you know, have truths in them. I think a lot of all the religions speak of, you know, an enlightened times and an enlightened way of thinking and that's our destiny, you know, that's that's our goal. Same goal in Judaism. This goal of reaching this level of high enlightenment, you know, where we all live in peace. I think it's crucial for you know, as Jews to be proud of that, to be proud of our heritage and to be proud of this wealth of knowledge that we have you read so many stories of Jewish people who become Buddhists or become Hindus only to Christians even only to come back to Judaism because Judaism really had all the answers in the end
0: thank you Omar I appreciate you being here and sharing your knowledge and your thoughts with us I don't think I would have been able to do this episode without you it's definitely a bigger subject than one can take on for sure so thank you, everyone, for joining this really, really special episode. I know that we both really enjoyed it.
1: Thank you, Tegan, for having me on here.
0: Shalom alechem to you all. Salam aleikum. Though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Miss you, Pops.